So it's Friday morning. This is GTFM. It's Gavin with you. And on the line now, I have Andy McCluskey uh, from the iconic band OMD. A very good morning to you, Andy. How are you doing? I'm great. Good morning to you, Gavin. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, good. Thank you. And it's great to have you on the line to talk about your uh, up and coming tour later on this year in November. We are very excited. You know, I mean, it's been 18 months of people haven't been able to go to concerts. And this autumn just happens to be the 40th anniversary of our big third album, Architectural Morality, with its three hit singles, Souvenir and the Two Joan of Arc. So we thought... What a great way to celebrate its 40th birthday. Get out there, play it to all the people who, well, I mean, it was, it was multi-platinum, so I think most people have got a vinyl somewhere tucked away. Mm. Uh, so we'll celebrate that album, but, you know, we're not only going to play that, we'll, we'll probably throw in about another 12 hit singles just for people to have a party to. Fantastic. A few other uh, fan favourites as well. So, of course, uh, 40th anniversary then of the album. Just tell us um, about the album. What, when you look back at it now, uh, 40 years on, how, how do you feel about the album? very proud of it actually you know the whole kind of modus operandi of the band when we started was to always try to do something different so even though we had hits off the first album with messages and obviously massive enola gay off the second album we changed our sound again and we got a bit more kind of moody and melancholy with with choirs and strings and things um not that we could play them they were all off a mellotron keyboard but um it was just we changed direction and the record company allowed us to change direction. And this album got even bigger than its predecessors. So very fond memories of, of just basically doing what the heck we liked and people liking it too. Absolutely. Stuff you wouldn't get away with nowadays. <laughs> Changing very true. Very true. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, what would be your favourite song off that album? Um, I have a real soft spot for um, Made of Orleans, Joan of Arc. Um we had toured in France earlier that year and the French band playing with us said, oh, you're playing all the places associated with Joan of Arc, like Rouen and Orléans. And, and so being a bit of a history geek, I went back and started reading about Joan of Arc. And, you know, we write songs about but anything other than ooh baby i love you so writing a song about you know a, a french saint seemed to be a good thing for me to write about the first version didn't seem to work so i, I wrote another one which became the first single joan of arc and then paul and malcolm from the band came into the studio when we were getting ready to go and record the album they said what happened to the waltz one i went mm, not sure about it that's why i've written another one and mal said let me play drums on it i'll make that a hit and he did and he did <laughs> so it was uh i really love that song and it's uh it's the one where i still get carried away and do my kind of windmill dancing on stage and you're going to do that this time i can't stop myself i did <laughs> you know when the band reformed i did intend to try to have some dignity becoming a man of my age but i can't do it and i think if i stood still and sung it people would be like what's wrong with him is he ill where's the dancing <laughs> okay <laughs> so it's kind of uh that that signature to that song then is your dance as well when you're doing it, that it really is yes fantastic and uh what, what about the group uh nowadays i think you put out some music a couple of years ago didn't you actually since we reformed we've 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 put out three albums um and you know what we made a point of 
really working hard to make them good quality. It's quite easy to sort of do a, a bit of a lazy pastiche of your own sound, but we didn't, we didn't want to do bad new music. Uh, there's, there's nothing worse if you're on stage and, and you say, oh, we're going to play a new song and everybody goes to the toilet or the bar. You know? yeah. <laughs> so it has to stand up to the old ones. And, and we've been, you know, we've been blessed that they've been really well received. I and mean, the last album got to number four in the charts. So um, it's kind of contemporized us, you know, we, we still play lots of old songs on, on, on stage, but where well, we'd put in a few new ones and, and they, they, they fit in really well. Absolutely. And that's kind of uh, what you want, really, isn't it? Because, you know, like you said, you don't really want people going to the toilet halfway through the gig just because you're playing a, <laughs> a track off the latest album or whatever. Um, and going back to some of your uh, um, uh, uh, older stuff as well, um, I know the gay, for example, that was also a song about war, wasn't it? Well, yeah, as I said, you know, it, it was it was important to us to write songs that we we had a, a strong connection with, you know, lyrically and emotionally. I mean, yeah, Enola Gay was the, uh, if there's anyone left in the world who doesn't know what it's about, it's the, it's the name of the aeroplane that dropped the atom bomb on Hiroshima. And, and the song really was a kind of, it was an explora- exploration of the moral question of why would you drop an atom bomb on people? The pilot, I mean, Enola Gay was his mother's name. Mm. It was a strange way to remember your mum, to name a plane after and then go and drop an atom bomb. But because he, he believed he was doing the right thing. He believed he saved five million lives by dropping one bomb. So it was a moral dilemma that we were exploring in a, in a very, very catchy song. Absolutely. And of course, it's still remembered and still sounds very fresh today, particularly the uh, the melody of that track. It's, it still sounds very fresh um, and stands up today as well, which is which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, so you're going on tour then uh, later on this year, then in November, you're playing loads of dates across the UK. Um, is there anywhere um, like that really holds a place in your heart when you're when you're touring? Is there somewhere that you really, really look forward to when you're touring? No, I'm not looking for Cardiff here. You could be anywhere. <laughs> but do, do you know what? We have played some fabulous concerts in Cardiff. We, we, we've usually played at uh, the St. David's Hall, but it's been far too long. I have been nagging my promoter and my agents uh, of the band to, to you know get us back into Cardiff. We haven't played there for ages. So I'm really excited to be coming back to Cardiff. I mean, I, I, have, a, I have a wonderful memory of hiking all the way to Cardiff in 1976 to go to the Cardiff Castle Rock festival and uh, sleeping in my sleeping bag outside the walls of the castle and going into the, the the festival there to see Hawkwind and status quo and curved air that's how old I am um so we're I'm just really looking forward to coming back to Cardiff actually that is genuinely going to be a highlight of this tour fantastic and you're going to be playing at the Motor Point Arena as well on Wednesday the 10th of November uh, so make sure you get your tickets of course yeah. to uh, and we also COD. have a great band with us as well we've got Scritty Politi playing with us who uh you know just brilliant brilliant songs and i i know i'm probably going to spend most of the tour with their songs going round in my head like first time baby that came to you <laughs> so i'll be singing theirs not mine in my head all, all all day long so you're definitely guaranteed a great night out for that then and um, what's what's the future then of course uh once the tour's done end of november what's the future then for omd into next year well, you know what I did, Gavin? I read during COVID, I rediscovered the creative power of utter boredom and wrote a new OMD album. So I've said, you know, we'd release some new ones. Mm. I think sometime in the next 18 months, two years, there will be a new OMD album. It's just got to fit into the schedule because, you know, with, with having 18 months of not playing live, 
everything's got now pushed and postponed and condensed. So it's like buses now. We've got all these things happening, which have been postponed for 18 months. So I don't know when the new album will come out, but it's it's pretty much ready to go. So we've got that to look forward to. And um, do you know what the other thing is? Is Because we're so old, every year seems to be the 40th anniversary of something we've done. So there's probably going to be another anniversary tour as well. We'll just have to wait and see. But it's just great fun being in OMD. I, I never would have expected almost 43 years later I'd still be doing it and loving it even more than I did when I was a kid. Does it make you feel great then if uh, that, that people, uh, even youngsters, because of course youngsters love, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the old 80s stuff, you know, they love classics if you like. Um, does, yeah. does it uh, make you feel good that it's, it's actually reaching a new audience as well as the uh, audience that were out originally buying the records? Do you know, it's absolutely amazing, Gavin, to see the age demographic when you look at an audience, because it really isn't just, you know, the, the 50-year-olds who remember us from the first time around. Uh, I think, you know, we live in this kind of postmodern era now where there's nothing really new. Popular culture is eating its own history. So a lot of young people... Uh, are accepting all sorts of different genres from different eras as long as they consider it to be good and if it's if it's classic of its genre and we seem to be lucky enough to be consi- very well considered across the age groups and so yeah you're absolutely right it's a really broad demographic at our gigs and and uh i'm amazed because you know when i was a teenager in my early 20s i wouldn't have wanted to go and see one of my parents favorite bands but uh it's we, we're loving it so it, it, it's a wonderful you know it's a blessing really and of course music is just so accessible now with the likes of uh, online streaming and, and youtube and all that you know anyone can uh, listen mm-hmm. to anything and also um you know you don't need radio to play it to you now to uh, to be able to to um, to be introduced to it because of course um you know you can listen to an artist and then it'll suggest another artist which is like that and uh, you know it's just uh, so yeah. accessible now well one of the things i think we've benefited from actually have over the last 20 years there have been quite a lot of new bands who've name checked us as influencing them and so their younger fans go oh well we'll check out where they got their influence from and so that's how i think people come to us and then well you know once you go into youtube or something you just go down a wormhole don't you if you like mm. this you might like that and you get all these cross references so it's um it's amazing really how, how, how broad your audience can be these days absolutely so uh 40th anniversary then you tour is there any vinyl or any um birthday memorabilia to come from the album as well Oh, you know it. Yes, we're we're releasing um, a triple twelve-inch single pack. Uh, the three singles from the Architectural Morality album: "Souvenir," "Joan of Arc," "Made of Orleans," and we've gone back into the archives and we found loads of old demo recordings of the songs in their infancy. So they, you know, you can tell it's the song, but it's different words or different arrangement, different instruments. And I think that fans seem to love hearing early versions of songs when you know we're the band is working it out so it was a voyage down memory lane for us you know we're listening to things we haven't heard for 40 years going i don't even remember doing that so there's yeah there's there's a there's a triple vinyl coming out to celebrate it as well fantastic andy it's been absolutely fantastic uh, having you on this morning to have a chat uh, with us here on uh, gtfm breakfast uh why don't you choose a track from the album we can play uh now Okay, well, how about, um, although you've got me here, how about the single that had Paul Humphreys singing it? How about Souvenir? And we hope to see you and everybody else at the Motor Point on the 10th of November. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Andy, for your time. Great storytelling. It's been a great experience chatting to you as well this morning. Cheers, Gavin. Have a good rest of the day. Cheers now. Thank you.